All right, Shaggy. So Kale McCarr gets a nomination for the Norris Trophy. Is that a little bit of a surprise or is it deserved? And what other Avalanche players or coaches could be up for awards that haven't been named yet? And yes, the season is over. So how does that affect Kyle and I and our viewing habits for hockey? And then what are we doing away from the ice with this offseason? A lot to get to on this episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you right now. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. Follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And why not subscribe to our subtext link for that is in the show notes below where you can subscribe and chat with Kyle and I on a one-on-one basis. All right, Kyle, uh, let's get started with awards. We know that some awards have been uh, thrown out there. Well, not award, like the the, the nominees, the the three finalists um, for some awards. And they came out with the Norris Trophy today. And I got to say, I was a little bit surprised that Kale McCarr is a finalist to win uh, what would be his second straight Norris Trophy for best defenseman in the league. He's up with Adam Fox from the Rangers and Eric Carlson from the Sharks. And you got to feel like this is Carlson's to lose. Um, But were you a little bit surprised Kale was one of the final three? And what are his chances? I honestly, when I saw his name dropped, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. I agree with you. This is Eric Carlson's to lose. Sure. But this would be Kale's runner up. Um, He's a fantastic story. He's we all the everydayers that listen each and every day. Anytime Kale McCarr is brought up, the word generational is thrown out right all the time. And that's what Kale McCarr is. So every time this award is going to be handed out, anything for valuable defense, it's Kale McCarr's name is going to be in the mix. And even though he had a shorter season this year, he still made an impact. And there was a point in time that he was he was leading in some stats. So yeah, it's <clears throat> it he fits. But again, it's kind of a catch twenty two for a lot of other avalanche members in categories for awards, there are better stories this year and Mm -hmm. some stories are continuing. Yeah. I think um, the, the, the main thing that is going to stand in the way of Makar winning this again is the games played, right? Like everything else lines up for him to be up there with, you know, stat wise, if you know you 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 play sixty one games, I think, and you know if you expand that out to a full season, he's right up there with everybody. Yeah. And, and his sixty one games, he had sixty eight points. And I always take that like, okay, like I'm not so much invested in what they did offensively. That's part of the equation, 
in, in, in today's hockey and today's NHL, you know, what, what a defenseman does on offense is part of the equation. Yeah. And I don't get too much wrapped up in the offensive numbers for a defenseman. Um, you pay attention to them because it's it's really impressive. And what guys like him and Carlson and even Adam Fox are doing is impressive, right? Uh, but you got to look at the defensive side too. And all three of those guys are very good defensemen. Um, but I think what, what Carlson did, that, like I don't think there's any way that, that McCarr – beats out Carlson and I don't even know if if McCarr will finish second really and I think it all comes down to the games played I do I just and that's why I, I think it was surprising that he even made it um because uh, you know you, you just talk this is like an award like for the year right it's just what you did for this year and because if you were talking about just best defenseman year in and year out you're you're probably giving that to Kill McCarr every yeah. single year, but you it's not how it's done, and I completely understand that. That's how it should be done. Um, but so if if I'm sitting here saying like, oh, I'm really surprised Kill McCarr was in the final three, who else would be up there? And I think you can put some some defensemen in that mix. Um, to me, like um, Rasmus Dahlin like stands out. I think he's a fantastic defenseman and I, th- I thought he was going to be in on it. So if Kale McCarr even played 10 more games, he's then, then yeah, I think like he's definitely in, uh, he's a shoe in for it and maybe he still wouldn't win it because I think this is again, this is Carlson's to lose, but maybe I, I would feel like he probably might finish second rather than third just to get 10 more games. But I think being out 20 games, I think 21 games um, really, really hurts his chances in this. Yeah. It, you know, I could, I see that there, there are some really quality defensive candidates out there, but it's one of those that also in that same vein, that if you're giving out awards for defensive talent and Kale McCarr's name's not up there, regardless of how many games he's played, the mm-hmm. games that he plays, he makes a difference. Yeah. He's one of those, you talked about his offensive play that's only because it's it's a compliment to his defensive play because he makes you make a mistake to where he burns you on offense he plays defense so well that it's a blurb when people are talking about playing the avalanche yeah you you talk about your offensive firepower that you have but it's kale mccarr that just constantly challenges you and grinds you down he's one of those players that everybody watches like you pay attention to defense because of kale mccarr sure so if you're giving out an award and kale mccarr's name is not in the mix it's one of those does everybody just start saying does the nhl even pay attention to their own product because kale mccarr he could play 20 games and still have just as much of an impact as somebody who plays 82 (laughs) Uh, yeah there's some truth to that sure um for Adam Fox, I'm just looking at his stats right now. Like he played all 82 games, and he had 72 points in those 82 games. And so Kale McCarr with 68 points, right? Yep. Um, in that in 21 less games, so he almost matched Adam Fox's output for offense and played in that many less games. Yep. That's what I, I think. You know, voters and stuff are looking at. Say like, sure, he missed a chunk of games, but to be where he is stat wise, offensively, and yes, look at his defense. He's a great defender. Yeah, he's he's an excellent defender, and you know those other guys are obviously 
as well. So um, <clears throat> I just think that the season Carlson had, it's just kind of like, this is as much in the bag as Connor McDavid is, is of winning the heart. Yeah. And this, and it's giving Carlson like his due for this mm-hmm. incredible year and almost like an achievement award. Like, dude, you, we did not see this coming from you at this stage in your career no. and you've done it. Yeah. Like, there, there's so much wrapped into this story, and you know, honestly, as an Avalanche fan, I'm happy to see it. Yeah. So it begs the question. You know, there's a couple more that have not been named yet. Um, and I said, you know, who's going to win the heart? But who are the other two nominees for that? And any other? I mean, pretty much you have the Jack Adams with with uh, head coach. And do you think Bednar should be involved in that? I think he absolutely should be. And he's another one I don't think is going to win it. Um, that's obviously going to Montgomery at, at Boston, but uh, I think I think Bednar should absolutely be nominated, and McKinnon is an interesting one because he's kind of in the same realm with with McCarr. Didn't play as many games, but the games that he did play to come up with 111 points, uh, that's incredible. Yeah, for the the Adams like Bednar, yes, he's slowly getting into that Kale McCarr territory where you talk about Coach of the Year. We'd love to throw out Bednar every chance we get. He doesn't get the adoration that he deserves. But this is one of those years that with guys like Hacksaw and Lindy Ruff, like putting these teams in the position they are and having the seasons they did, you would yeah. think these new names are going to get a pass over somebody like Bednar, who is honestly one of the established and longest tenured in the league. So Third longest right now. Yeah. yeah. So it's his name is going to be up there it's when it comes to guys like the heart, you could say Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. I don't the, the, know if Miko would out like get more votes. Here's the funny thing. I think if you're saying who's the MVP of the avalanche this year, you're saying Miko Rantanen. Yes. Uh, if you're saying like who's in the mix for the heart trophy, you're saying Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. It's odd. It's it, it, very it's odd. An odd dynamic. Um, but uh, Adam and I did a uh, Lockdown NHL, one of our Thursday episodes, <clears throat> and when we do the uh, power rankings, and we and we ranked uh, the heart candidates, and it was tough, man. Like like the the all the hosts of Lockdown NHL like vote on this. So it wasn't just Adam mm-hmm. and I. We just present the results, right? Um, and and it's. There's so many guys that can be in the mix on it. Yeah. And I think that's a good problem that the NHL has, right? It's not, it's, it's top heavy and who's going to win it this year. But there's, you know, from everybody from, you know, you, you, from like three down, three to 10, you had reasons why they could be in the mix for being one of the three finalists. And I think McKinnon is in that conversation. But I think, the, the games that he missed and he missed fewer than uh, I think he only missed like 10 or 11, I think, or 12 um, there for that, because there's so many guys that could be up for the heart. I think that's where it hurts McKinnon more than for whatever reason, it's not hurting McCarr. Yeah. Because you can put some guys that played 80, 81, 82 games um, in that mix of the final three for the heart. And be and totally understand that why McKinnon would kind of get pushed out if you're going off of if that's if that's like the the tiebreaker for someone, 
his games played, maybe that's where he loses out in some voters' minds. Yeah, and it's it's one of those that the conversation every year, like we've always had Sid the Kid versus Ovechkin for years and years and years and years and years. And now it's Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, and Austin Matthews. Those are the three names that you hear every year for those awards. And then when you have such a deep league with so many new names, those guys will instantly get dropped out at just the easiest inconvenience statistically where you could count up games played and it takes the nature of the award out of it. If you're saying Mm -hmm. valuable player, it's not an Iron Man award. Like it's where it gets a little tricky when it comes to valuable player. I think for the third, for, for Hart, I think you're looking obviously McDavid. I think you're looking at Pasternak and then who's the third. Third is probably wide open and and you can insert six or seven guys into that. That's why I feel like the Hart trophy, they should make it like, like best pitcher at the Oscars, like nominate like 12 guys. Yeah. Yeah, like 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 for for the Oscars, they, they put like so many movies in right now, and it just obviously whittles down. They should do that for the heart, because yeah. like shorten it down to three, only gets three fan bases, and sometimes two if Drysidle's in there too. <laughs> True, like, excited. Get get a dozen fan bases excited about yeah. like you know what I mean, and and have that person that's like ah twelfth, but hey, you still got his their, their fan base that maybe there's an outside chance they win this. That would drum up so much excitement. Instead of just having these three guys that we all know who two of them are going to be, make it a little bit more exciting. And it's a stat <clears> that we carry every year. He, Nathan McKenna was a three-time Hart nominee. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the direction we're going in with him. Unfortunately, yeah. same thing with with Bednar though. Yep, and the Jack Adams. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, we shall see. They're announcing those in the next couple of days, I believe. So. Um, We'll keep an eye on that, and then I'm sure we will discuss that when and if they do or do not get nominated, and we'll be so angry when they don't get nominated. So, uh, All right, we're going to hear from uh, – who do we got today? We have eBay Motors, and then uh, we'll discuss on what Kyle and I are going to be doing, watching hockey and not watching hockey. But first, eBay Motors, and for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit – and it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. So just add your car to the My Garage tab and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So you get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. An eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. All right, so if you're following the Colorado Avalanche Twitter page, oh, which, by the way, we'll be talking about at the end of this episode. <laughs> uh, if you're following that, or I, I reposted it, retweeted it, whatever, um, they the, the ice is gone. And if, if anybody was holding out hope that the Avalanche season was not over for some reason, <laughs> uh, it definitely is. And, and so they had the, the pickup trucks, uh, with the plows in front and they're digging up the ice. 
So uh, it, that alone is just, it's like the final gut punch yeah. <laughs> of a season of gut punches. Right? It's like when they took <clears throat> turned the lights off at Cheers. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. It's it's just, it's final. Like, yep. that's the final, final. Uh, it's the finish him in Mortal Kombat, basically <laughs> what it is. So, like, it's kind of like, okay, where, where do we, where do we go from here? Like, our, our, our off season has begun for the Avalanche and for you and I. So it's like, how does it change for us personally? Like, wh- what's our viewing habits when it comes to hockey now? Is it, cause this is, this is like doing this show and watching the Avalanche and following the Avalanche as much as we do. Like you get so involved in it and deep into it, and it just it consumes a lot of your time. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it, uh, but when it's over, it's just like, holy crap! Like now, what do I do? <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. And and you see, you you hear this also out of Bednar when he talks about like this early exit. Like the guys need to get away from the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same thing. Like there's a difference in playoff hockey and avalanche playoff hockey where we'll sit back and we'll message back and forth during a game or we're over analyzing like why did Morgan do this? Why did Lekin do this? Like what's the lineups look like tonight? Like mm-hmm. now you could just get back to that love of the game. There's no interest. Like yeah. I was rubbing it in your face the other day that I was wearing the devil's jersey, but like yeah. I could passively watch the Devils, and I don't care how the lineups are. I don't right. care who said what and who's going where. I'm just watching hockey. I'm not. Yeah. It's it's such a different animal, and I could sit back and sit there with the kids, and we could just kind of watch passively, actively watching games, and passively watching games is a big difference. I when I did the um, <clears throat> the crossover with Erica of yes. Locked On Kraken. And like to, you know, before the series started when we were finishing up the episode and she was saying like, oh, she's she's going to have a watch party with Kraken fans. And, you know, she threw out all the information and she's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. Like, I can't. I, I, I cannot sit with like a bunch of people if it's the avalanche. Right. If it's the avalanche, I have to like watch and be zoned in on the game and you're watching like when there's a goal scored you're watching the replays to see if it's against the avalanche what went wrong yep. uh if it's for them how it materialized and and how it, it came to be uh when there's penalties you're looking at like you know how could they could have been like you're you're micromanaging the game while you're watching it Yep, and it becomes easier when you watch it for as long as you've been watching it. You're just like it's second nature to watch these things. But now it's like you're right. It's just when a goal is scored, hey, a goal was scored. Uh, I I don't sit there and and need to find go through everything with like a a, a comb, fine tooth comb to find out why. Yep, just hey, a goal was scored. I, I, other than that, I don't care. And yeah, it's it's a little bit tough because I do. My dad was a Rangers fan and everything. And, and you know, so that's kind of where we were saying that it's like my second team. Um, and now that they are out of it as well, my rooting interest for anybody in particular goes away. I, I think at this point, I more root for teams I don't want to go on yeah. than, than I do. Vegas Golden Knights. 
Uh, but it's, it is, it's, it's a completely different experience and it is, it's a little bit like relaxing because you are like, you're invested for since, since October. Yep. And it, it's a little, it takes a little bit of getting used to, to kind of like step back from it all and just be like, okay, like just hi family. Yeah. It's <laughs> like my kids know, like you can't watch games with dad cause he's like locked in and he's, mm. Like I have two screens, I have notes. I'm constantly jotting stuff down during Avalanche games. Like I'm retaining. Like when they had the power play that had three defenders um, earlier in the Seattle series, that went all the way back to preseason. Yeah, who watches preseason games for fun? We do. Yeah, <laughs> like it's and to call back on that moment and like just to sit back and just watch hockey and say, oh, well, these guys have themselves in a bind. Let's see if they get themselves out of it. And just watch and not really care about the X's and O's. Just watch the product. It's so different. Yeah. And this is, it's one of those things like it softens the blow that the avalanche aren't there anymore, but it also gets you back into, you know what? Hockey is still fun. Oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I, you know, I take a little bit of, of time away from it, um, but I jump right back in with the draft. Yeah. Um, and, and prospects and kind of like going through all, like, I love that stuff. Yeah. So, um, I, I kind of a, a little bit started it today mm. and I was like, don't do too much. Like just, you still like yeah. have, take a few days and just whatever, get away from it. But I was like dabbling a little bit and just looking at like certain guys. And I'm like, I, I just love reading up on this stuff. I absolutely love it. And last year, because the the season, uh, ended later than usual. So the vacation we took as a family was during the week of free agency. Yeah. Do you think I could get away from NHL free? I couldn't. I was yeah. on vacation and uh, like I, I, it was just, I had to, that's big. It, was, it yeah. just timed up that way. It wasn't intentional, just, but because like I said, the season ended a little bit later. So you, you still get back into it with stuff like the draft and free agency so it never fully goes away but the the day in day out i still do it with the abs i'll still pay attention obviously every single day what's going on with the avalanche but league-wide um yeah i'm checking nhl uh, every once in a while but you do you have to you have yeah. to step away from it for a little bit because uh, i wouldn't get sick of it but it's like no I, there's other things that we got to do too yeah i've um that's usually the day after the cup is awarded I take a good couple days and just like decompress, mm. like put the season behind me. And then I, you get that little bug where you're like, let's see how this team's going to look next year. And what is, if, can they really afford to keep that team together? And mm -hmm. then you start looking and piecing <clears throat> things together. And then before you know it, you're prepping for the next season. And then what do you do off the ice, so to speak? Because, you know, it, it's, I love that the, the hockey season is when it is because, yeah, you basically have the summer off. Yep. For So, um, yeah, there's always like family vacations and you and I are both dads of two. So um, it, it's pretty much what it is. You just like dive into to family events and enjoy that stuff. And then it just it comes so the fall comes quick, though. Yeah. And I go like I do online college and like that's mm. year round. So it's like I have a little bit more time to like extend my 
college now that I don't have <laughs> hockey games at night. But see, the thing is, if you're a sports fan of any kind, the season's over for hockey, and then it's just beginning for your football and like everything's mm. getting ready and you got baseball going on right now it never really stops so mm. you get to enjoy the family and enjoy life a little bit more but before you know it the season comes really well, quick and the start of hockey season which usually coincides within a couple of weeks of, of the basketball season but <clears throat> october is the best yeah it's the best you know weather wise um and and you have all four major sports being played at the same time it's the only time of the year when that's really happening so um yeah you just kind of like dive right back into it so i kind of want to know what people out there and in, in, uh that's the other thing i do is catch up on podcasts that i've been neglecting for a while yeah uh because i'll just i listen to so many hockey podcasts and i put all that stuff aside and now that i have time like i i make notes of all of them of like ones that i want to go revisit and i'm doing that right now so um, I kind of wanted like what what do you guys out there in podcast land like when it's when Avalanche hockey is done and you move away from the sport a little bit other than listening to Lock On Avalanche during the off season, what are some things that you guys like to do? We want to hear about it. Yeah, right how do you, how how <laughs> do you prepare for your off season? Yes, would love to know. One thing that uh, is also happening over on the uh, social media platform known as Twitter, um, I don't, I don't know. I'll just say this right off the bat: I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, but it is interesting. Um, people were pointing out that the Avalanche Twitter page, uh, the 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 number of people that they follow dropped dramatically, so they unfriended tons of people. I believe like hundreds of people. I, be, I don't know what they're following, what, how many people they were following before they did this purge, but I think it was like in the thousands. And now they are only following like 200 and something people. And there's a lot of fans who take offense to that. Like, yeah. And I did notice a big difference between two years ago and this year. There was not a lot of interaction with whoever's running the, the Colorado Avalanche Twitter page. There was there were times where you would comment and they would comment right back. Yeah, They're, they would throw out some funny tweets and stuff. Like that. you didn't get a lot of that this past year. The interaction was was re really down from the year prior. Um, and now you have this, and then someone saw that on I don't know if it's on the it must must be on the Avalanche website or on the Cronky Sports website. Um, they have an add up to to hire a new social media manager. So I don't know if this person was fired and on the way out just had an unfriend like uh, party or what. In the, in the grand scheme of it, I could care less about this, but I do find it interesting. I would apply for that position, but my application is still pending um, writing the NHL schedule for next year. And mine's in for uh, Department of Player Safety, so we're we're booked. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I got to be prepared for that callback. But it is interesting. It is weird. Like, yes, it, it definitely felt like there was not a social right movement and it i was didn't really think of it until someone pointed it out in the in all these comments someone was like they said something to that effect and I'm like you know what the difference between two years ago and this past season was night and day 
yeah your interaction with the fans and come on the one-way r-way thing that had <laughs> what was that uh, was that what got this person fired Is yeah that that's what, what it was he's like you yeah. know what i'm sorry about not being active on uh, twitter let me let me come up with our playoff saying and that's what that's what it was no it is weird and if you ever i i can't remember where it was but it was sometime last year like they still followed like matt duchene and a bunch of former avs so in my mind i'm like well maybe they're cleaning house but to go down to like 200 yeah it's weird they're they're turning their backs on us they won't let us paint the ice <laughs> yeah no painting the ice this year no painting just, the ice brought it up um I, are we moving it, to quebec <laughs> i don't know make make of it what you will but it, it is interesting there's some interesting things going on behind the scenes with the colorado avalanche uh and i think you know what i'm talking about with the other one but um i don't know it, We'll see what happens. Maybe this new person that they hire kind of goes back to a couple of years ago where they're a little bit more fun and engaging. But um, again, if you have theories on that, let's get some crazy conspiracy theories going. Why not? Let's do that on why the Avalanche are purging uh, the fans that are following them. Doesn't make sense to me. This is this is your fan base. These are your people. Yeah, we're cool. I know. And there's there's a lot of people that like follow us, so we're seeing that they're posting it, and they were like, "What the deuce, Abs?" I, like, I, I'm not, I wasn't even cool enough to get followed by the cool Colorado Avalanche Twitter, so maybe this yeah. new person will think I'm cool. You know, what we're gonna do is I was gonna reach out to her anyway, um, and have Katie Gauze on, yeah, pretty soon. I'm giving her like a couple weeks to just, like like yeah. we're talking about now is just decompress. Uh, maybe she has an answer. She's still being followed by them. So maybe she knows what's going on behind the scenes. So uh, we'll reach out to her, see if we can get some answers. Investigation. This is like investigation offseason for the Avalanche. This is like, it's almost like Tron. Yeah. <laughs> We're seeing how everything works. All right, everyone. That is going to wrap it up for today and for the week. So thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day every day during this past week. Really appreciate that. Uh, we will be back on Monday. We are talking with Adam. We are probably going to be doing a crossover with him at some point next week. Uh, locked on former Stanley Cup champions. That'll be a good crossover. So that's going to wrap it up. Thanks, everyone. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you guys. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.